Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Diane. And we are suburban moms trying to make room in our lives for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. We hope you'll join us on the journey to think more and do with less. On today's episode, we will discuss the importance of being intentional in our friendships. What value do you gain out of your friendships? Are they a source of joy? Our motto is living a purposeful lifestyle, paring down the unnecessary. Do you feel burdened with the relationships in your life or exactly the opposite? Do you desire for more intentional friendships in your day-to-day? Join us as we discuss how a minimalist might approach friendships. Is there really a thing? (laughs) Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. How has your week been, Megan? It was pretty much the craziest week of my entire year, I must admit. Well, the kids are done with school now, right? Yes. But the last week of school is like the last leg of a marathon. Mm-hmm. And you're like, just just get me over this <laughs> this finish line. Mm-hmm. There's so many concerts and special things that you have to do and remember and special events and gifts and all that stuff. So we got through that. We were also working on we had a bunch of renovation projects that just all collided into having to be scheduled at the same time mm-hmm. during that week and then it was also the um, neighborhood garage sale weekend mm. so which we didn't host the sale but my mother-in-law who lives with us had a sale so we all had a sale mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was ridiculous mm-hmm. but we've come out the other side with a prettier house mm-hmm. and a less cluttered house so and I'm not complaining summer. we're just trying to uh, yeah we're, we're like trying to now ease into summer and New relax. routines. Mm-hmm. Well, in that busy, hectic week, did you have a moment for us to share this week? Oh, the I had many moments. moments many, many moments. Um, one that kind of dawned on me while I was doing it, it was kind of funny. My kids, my boys in particular, are really hard on their pajamas. Mm-hmm. I even bought really, really expensive pajamas. I mean, you know, cost more than normal pajamas. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah Anderson yeah, ones. I, and you're you, say oh, that. I love them. They're so <laughs> they really cute, cute. Mm-hmm. and they're really thick. And I don't know if they actually have a guarantee, but they last a long time. Mm-hmm. And my boys blew through the knees the first. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, within months. Okay. I'm like, oh. and I tell them like anytime I see them on their knees in their pajamas, like get up. Anyway. So, my minimalist moment, I was realizing uh, what I do when that happens and they get large enough, I might try to sew them, because they're pajamas, like I'm not going to work super hard. I patch their pants, Mm -hmm. because they definitely go through their knees and their jeans and their their school pants quickly. Mm -hmm. But with their pajamas, I ain't got time for that. Mm -hmm. So... I usually cut them off Mm -hmm. and then I realized what I've done for the last several seasons is I'll buy three or four pairs sets of pajamas for each kid for winter Mm -hmm. and then I cut off the arms and legs (laughs) and boom they're summer PJs that's hilarious (laughs) I love that that's a great idea so yeah Yeah. so you I was like wow this is being minimal and I didn't it was only out of necessity really Mm -hmm. you know not wanting to waste them so I mean you could even if your kids because essentially they're gonna 
unless you have other kids to pass them down to, they're going to grow out of them anyway. Mm -hmm. So just to get more wear out of them, I probably would have done that anyway. So. No, that is such a great idea. I'm mm -hmm. going to have to use that in the future, especially mm -hmm. if discipline sits inside of me as a boy. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> I don't foresee Charlotte playing that hard in her pajamas, but who knows? Maybe she yeah. will. We n you never know. Mm -hmm. Well, my resource for you guys this week is actually an app for your phone, and I don't think I've ever shared it on here. I, I might have talked about it a little bit, but um, it's called Overdrive, and basically it's an app that you use. You have to have a library card, and you find your library on there. Just type in your information, and you use it as like a digital lending library. And that is how, one, I get through so many books because I have them on my phone. I can also access them through my computer. And there, you do have to get waitlisted for some of the more popular books, um, and you can create a wish list of thousands. I think you can have up to five thousand on your wish list. I love it. Do you? Mm -hmm. use I love the Overdrive app as well. Okay. I love it particularly for audiobooks mm -hmm. because yes. uh, you don't have to. If you usually check them out from the library, they're mm -hmm. on CD. Mm -hmm. And then you're like fumbling in the car, trying to change the seat, whatever. It's awesome for audiobooks. Mm -hmm. So I use it for that a lot. And I haven't thought of doing ebooks on it and reading because I don't have an iPad. And I know you read on this small do, screen on your iPhone, iPhone yeah. which I just read a book recently like that because I was like, well, if Diane does it. <laughs> and it was, I had to figure out that I, I had to turn it long, you know. You can, yeah, you can do it either way. Or you can blow up the font or you can make it smaller. I do it. The font I change depending on if I'm in bed or like if it's during the day where I'm at. Like sometimes if I use my phone at the gym, I pull it up like to the biggest font there. Yeah, is. that's a good yeah. that's a good tip. So. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so I love the Overdrive app. The only negative to it is mm -hmm. it's restricted, and you know you're you're gonna wait a long time a lot of times mm -hmm. on the wait list, just like you would at a library mm -hmm. for a popular title. So it's not exactly a a free solution mm -hmm. to say Audible mm -hmm. or maybe some other um, ebook services that mm -hmm. you su could subscribe to, but I, I love Overdrive. I use it all the time. The good thing about the audiobooks on there as well is that you can obviously, as opposed to a disc, um, you can have it on 1.5 or 2x. Yes. Which I listen to everything on 2x, and I think that's why I talk so fast. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> It's kind of nice. Some of the things that have, if they have accents, I'll slow it down to 1.5. But mm -hmm. I mean, you can just breeze through books that way. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend the Overdrive app if you have a library card. And it's really easy to get one if you don't. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this Do mm -hmm. you listen to both fiction and nonfiction? Yes. Do you find that you, do you do double speed for both? Yes. But like I said, um, there's a Dave Eggers book called What is the What? And the guy has such a, I love his African accent, but it's so hard, it's to, hard to even listen yeah. to it 1x. Um, so that one, I still haven't gotten through because I'm like, it's so long. It's, I want to say it's like <laughs> 20 hours. Yeah, and that's long for yeah, an audiobook. Which would be 10 if I do it at 2x. Yeah. Um, but I just haven't been able to bring myself to, like, go through the whole thing. I've started it, like, three times. And I'm like, oh, you just have to listen and soak this up and enjoy it. Yeah. But especially for the nonfiction books, I feel like I I love listening to them that fast. Yeah. I'll, I'll actually, a lot of times, my problem with audiobooks 
and listening to fiction is mm-hmm. that I won't want to get out of the car. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll get so into the story, I'll sit with the car idling in the parking lot of Costco mm-hmm. for 15 or 20 minutes. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is dumb. So that's the only, sometimes I can't do it just because of that. But for fiction, or nonfiction, mm-hmm. I should say, a lot of times, I if I'm not sure if I'll like the book, mm-hmm. audiobook is a great way to test it out. Mm-hmm. And then if there's a ton of stuff that you really love, I love to highlight in mm-hmm. books and take notes and stuff. So a lot of times if there's lots of stuff that I want to go back later, I'll get then I'll get the nonfiction book. I'll, I'll buy the mm-hmm. physical copy and then go through. Too. And so it's a great way to even just preview books if you're not mm-hmm. sure if you're going to like it. So. I think it's a great way to listen to memoirs because yes. a lot of the authors will read their own memoirs on there. And so it's just kind of nice to hear them times 1.5x. <laughs> I guess I'm not technically. Man, I listen to our podcast at 1.5, sometimes 2x when I'm reviewing it on Monday yeah. morning. So I actually think we sound better 1.5x. I'm sure we do. We totally do. <laughs> sometimes we do drag. So uh, that's well, another tip for you guys. <laughs> that was a great, great tip or a great resource. Yeah. I hope you guys use it. If you do, let us know. So yeah, let's jump into our conversation today. And I use the word conversation because this idea of minimalist friendship, I've been tossing it around. I've been wanting months. to podcast. Yeah, I've been wanting to podcast about this for a few months, but I couldn't like come up with my thesis statement, if you will, of what minimalist friendship looks like. Is it mm-hmm. cutting people out? Is it um, being more intentional with your relationships? Like what was my angle that I wanted to have? For this specific podcast and I was thinking about I think we were going to podcast about this after our schedules episode so I was mm-hmm. thinking about the time that we have as moms and just our schedules are so hectic so where do friends fit into this and mm-hmm. is it easier to just have friendships that we've already built from our younger years or like is it better to be more intentional about building new relationships now. Yeah, I I just could not figure out what I wanted to speak on with this whole idea. I've kind of like researched it a little bit and people just, other minimalists say, just identify the toxic relationships in your life and Mm -hmm. cut those ones out and then focus on the ones that bring you joy. So I I definitely think that that is something that I do. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know. What do you, how do you want to start this? Like, how do you want to... Because I have some, I want to talk about current friendships, unwanted friendships, and future friends. But okay. do you have any ideas? I mean, just on that that notion of toxic friendships. Mm-hmm. That's I yeah I don't keep a friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe that's just maybe some some people are maybe you need to know yourself because mm-hmm. some people are very non confrontational. Mm-hmm. So the idea of just not scheduling any more coffee dates or play dates or just saying you're busy and kind of pushing a person away Mm -hmm. would never occur to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they'll allow people to take advantage of them, Mm -hmm. take advantage of their time, uh, of their knowledge, of whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I, I hope I don't think mm-hmm. I don't at least don't feel that way in my relationships so that's not something I really relate to but there's definitely been times in my life when I've had to choose between uh, memberships and organizations mm-hmm. and being involved in too many activities or just life shifts where 
we were doing tons of playdates, and now I don't really have that space in my schedule for playdates, so I'm gonna have to say no to a lot of those. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they naturally just fall by the wayside, but there are some times when I have to make those decisions still. Yeah, and I I went in my note-taking here, like I talk about transitional seasons, like you have Mm -hmm. high school where you're forced to be with the same people all the time. Mm And then college, it's kind of the same thing, and you can be end up being closer because you're dorming with someone, possibly, mm-hmm. or just, I don't know, college is just really intense, so I, I feel like a lot of our friendships that we maintain can be from college, but then, say you get married, and then are you hanging out with the same people, or are you hanging out with couple friends, or I know a few of my guy friends I don't hang out with now that I'm married, just because it would be kind of... sure strange and maybe not everyone feels that way not that's just what we do in our marriage but um and then you have children and I this is the thing that is hard to be minimalist with now that I have children so I feel like I have more acquaintances as opposed to intentional like we're regularly meeting and having these deep conversations Mm -hmm. because I'm in the season of littles um and I just want someone to go to the park with and right. bounce around motherhood ideas with. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe a thesis for this episode is just, gosh, I don't even, I still really don't even know. But just what does intentional friendship look like? Yeah. So, yeah. And it, it does, It like I said, it changes from season to season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's talk about current friendships. And I think that you shouldn't, like I said, I don't think that you should necessarily have like a number, like this is the amount of friends I'm gonna have, I'm just a minimalist. I think it looks different. Because do you feel like your friendships have lessened now that you're out of that play date stage? Like do you have the less, amount of yeah, people the amount of that people. I see, yes. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Um but my relationships are a lot more intentional mm-hmm. right now. Um, I would see people by default or in groups mm-hmm. before, and so it would just be a different relationship. It's mm-hmm. it's more of, and you hate to use the word shallow because mm-hmm. that sounds like a negative label. Mm-hmm. It's just different. It, it's not, you can't get into really philosophical conversations when one child is screaming and pulling you in one way and they're mm-hmm. getting the same. So you do tend to just talk about okay, <laughs> kind of. There's you know there's there's almost a, a buzzer in the back of their head. This timer. They're like okay, I have 30 seconds before somebody interrupts mm-hmm. me, so I have to ask you this question really fast. I just really need to know your tips for this. Mm-hmm. Or and you you can't get and that's why I feel like ma- mother sh- motherhood with really little ones feels mm-hmm. very isolating for people because even if they go and do these playdates, or in mommy groups when they're in they meet a lot of women, they're still not getting to connect deeply, and they may have joined those groups because of their loneliness, and Mm -hmm. they're feeling isolated, and they really wanna talk about how this baby has affected their marriage, Mm -hmm. and I'm really struggling with this, but it never seems like the right time to talk about it when you have kids around you, Mm -hmm. you know, so. I'll say for me, as someone, I'm extremely extroverted, and I'm pretty much an open book, and I'll share, I, that's just my personality. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that's really hard is that you'll start walking down that path, like that conversation with someone on a play date, and then you do get cut off. And then I, mm-hmm. I'm, you end up veering from the original conversation that you wanted to have because you have had to discipline your kid or get them food or something. 
and then it's like wait we were having such a good conversation about this like can we go back to that and then if you're not intentional about spending time with that friend outside of the play date time then I don't know it just it makes me sad because I feel like I have these several girlfriends that I'm like we have to get together we have to get together and just with time it just doesn't end up working outside of like play dates because evenings are like precious time well for me I work nights like several times a week and then that's your husband time or your your chill out time that hey I don't want (laughs) to necessarily Mm -hmm. go out so I think that's where it comes down to like we need to be intentional with these women that we are finding connections with Mm -hmm. because I think that it is good to have a lot of acquaintances during this season to get our friends are not our friends our children socialized and um I don't know just for our our peace of mind but you're right I think that deeper friendships do provide us with less loneliness Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so I was thinking um I wrote down here it's um is it okay to have a relationship of convenience? Because I kind of feel like that's what some of these friends are right mm-hmm. now. Like, they are for a season. And sure. I, is I that definitely okay? have that thought. <laughs> I think so. I mean, if we, maybe if you think about it, is you're dating. Yeah. <laughs> you're dating these friends. Yeah. You're, you're trying out your relationship. And I've definitely had situations where we're in mommy groups and you're with a certain set of girls for a certain period of time. And you know, I mean, you gravitate toward some women more than others. And I, I have just known that after that season is over, I'm not going to talk to this person again because we didn't connect on anything else uh, past that and mm-hmm. then I yeah I just reach out to that one woman that I really felt I connected with or the couple women and um, decided to pursue that relationship more mm-hmm. down the line so there we go maybe playdates are like mommy dating services yeah no that's that's I, <laughs> friendship services yeah, no, I like that because I was going to have a challenge to um, moms and dads I know some dads listen to this too but I will say that I've met friends, close friends, in the weirdest situations. Um, one of my best friends, I met her as a nanny at the library. We were both nannies at the same time. She overheard me talking about pregnancy and just some other kind of weird stuff I was sharing with some stranger. Which, <laughs> as you like I said, tend I'm very to extra. do. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone does that. But anyways, she kind of butted in, if you will. She started putting her two cents in. And then we were just like, hey, we're both nannies. Let's exchange numbers. And we became friends. So I know that not everyone is that bold. My sister is the complete opposite for me. And I've had, sorry, Michelle, I'm throwing you under the bus. But she's texted me before at a playground. And she's like, I feel like my, this mom and I are connecting. Like, how, should I ask her for a number? Like, how do I continue to grow? Like, I wanted to have this outside. That is playground. like an awkward dating situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just told my sister, I'm like, most likely – those women want like women want to be reached out to like Mm -hmm. whenever anyone's asked me to like hang out or like get a coffee or go to the park meet at the park tomorrow or next week or something it's I don't I can't ever recall turning them down Mm -hmm. and if it is some kind of weird sketchy situation you can just I don't know but how do you deal with that (laughs) I guess you can if you if you don't (laughs) We could always exchange numbers and then, yeah, not, Never not respond, respond yeah. if they text you or whatever. I'm sorry, that doesn't work out for my schedule. Right, that kind of a people thing. People pretty much get the hint. But I really, I would say nine times out of ten, that person is not going to turn you down because we do, especially in the season of Littles, need companionship. Yes. 
So yes, and it'll get to the point where, and I always I knew this while I was in the phase of, of playdates that like this is really just mommy hangout time. Like mm-hmm. it didn't matter if the other person's children were exactly the same age mm-hmm. or the same gender. It didn't mm-hmm. matter at all. It's very true. Now we're getting into the I'm getting into the phase where my kids have friends that they want to get together with and I don't even know the parents, the parents. Mm-hmm. and you're, you're like okay well you, you have to kind of we, we hit that also birthday mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. party invite phase where you're like oh they're five or six do we say that you know do parents have to stay with them do they just drop them off do we hang you know mm-hmm. that it, it is kind of an awkward period mm-hmm. around there and I we're solidly now, I think, past first, second, third grade, you're just dropping the kid off at mm-hmm. the person's house if you know them and you trust them, you know, if you've met the parents and all that. Mm-hmm. So it is a really, when you have littles, it's a really ripe time to do that, to, to find new women that mm-hmm. you, you might want to be friends with. And sometimes you're right, it is like dating because now I'm throwing my husband under the bus. <laughs> I went out with him once, and I was like, we'll probably not go out again. But I was like, no, I'm going to give it another shot. <laughs> and he gave me a shot, too. And I I think sometimes the dynamic can be thrown off. Um, and give give that person a few shots. Like, mm-hmm. don't just say, I don't, I don't know, that didn't go as well. Because we all can be kind of a hot mess when our kid's sure. running around the playground or the library and we're just not in that train of yeah. thought, I guess. Yeah, and there, so. there's definitely mom friends that some people are able to multitask mm-hmm. more than others. So there's been some playdates where we had the playdate, play or you know, scheduled it with the understanding that we were going to connect, mm-hmm. that the moms were going to connect, and then they just weren't able to either their kid was super clingy or they weren't able to multitask and, and talk to me, carry on a conversation or whatever. You know, we weren't able to stay upstairs while the kids went into the basement, whatever. And I've just been like, well, I guess I've made, then I make the effort to say, okay, this time we're going out in the evening, mm-hmm. we're going out without the kids, mm-hmm. whatever, if I know that this is someone that I really want to develop a friendship with. So mm-hmm. you, you definitely have to think about that, too, is that, like you said, it's sometimes just the situation that you're in. It's not that you guys aren't connecting. It's that, you know, things are crazy Chaos is, with kids. Yeah, yeah, it, yes. So just to touch on unwanted friendships, I was thinking – do you need to have a conversation with that person? (laughs) And I think my answer is no. I feel like that they typically fade away. Like you Mm -hmm. just ghost them kind of. (laughs) I'm just being honest. I told you this, we're having a conversation today on this podcast. It's not, it's not very thoroughly thought through, I guess. But yeah, I think that unwanted friendships will fade. And so if you are looking to like pare down who you're hanging out with, mm. I I know you always make fun of me for using the word, like what brings you, what's life giving to you? Um, I don't make fun of you. Who makes fun of you? <laughs> You've made fun of me before. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, like if, if it's not life giving or like if you feel like you are doing more of the work, like contacting that person more mm-hmm. than they're reaching out to you, like maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. It is like dating. And so... I think that it's a normal thing to miss a relationship that you saw going somewhere or that you did once have, but mm-hmm. I, I think too, again, you have to know yourself and know your personality. 
I am often, and I, I just own this because I know it's just me, I am often the one that pursues mm -hmm. because I'm a scheduler. Like that's, I'm just like a naturally organized person. Mm -hmm. And so I'm usually, if we say, yeah, we should do this in a month, I'm the one that's like put a calendar reminder for a month and contact that mm -hmm. person. Not that they didn't want that, they did. And you know, they genuinely met it, meant it. But if I wasn't as organized or as whatever, I, that relationship might have faded mm -hmm. just out of us not remembering. Mm -hmm. Again, life's busy. Mm -hmm. um, so I think if that may be the case, meaning it's not that you guys didn't connect, but maybe you're just not making the effort or mm -hmm. having intention and um, contacting that person. So I know, I know we've tossed around the idea before of even having, it sounds awful guys, but having a list mm -hmm. of friends and that you want to be intentional with and saying, and they don't, not everybody's gonna get, uh, you know, time with you every month. <laughs> I know, this just sounds awful, like you're putting a hierarchy on them, but I think we all know this is reality. Yeah, like, it just is you what can't, it is. It would be very hard for me. I, I don't have a schedule where I can do a weekly date with anybody for any, I barely get a weekly date with my husband, mm -hmm. meaning like face to face mm -hmm. with how much he travels. So, um, you know, having a monthly time slot with a person is major for me. And I know that's like, those are the people that I like near and dear to my heart, I really need to and want to develop that relationship. Mm -hmm. And then there are the people that are once every couple months, I still really Quarterly. like, you know, but, um, or, or every six months, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have um, a group in our church, we call them what do we call life groups, mm -hmm. small groups, whatever, mm -hmm. and that's like an intentional organized thing where we get together regularly, and I, I love those people, but if we didn't have that we do every other week, you know, like they're top on my list because we've made it intentional to be a member of this group mm -hmm. and to get together with them. Um, so, you know, if that's, you don't necessarily have to make a list with priority structures and all that, <laughs> but even if you just put a reminder on your calendar that pops up on the 15th of every month, call this person, mm -hmm. you know, that, that could help you to just keep that relationship going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't have like a list of, this, this is an order of who I'm going to hang out with mm -hmm. in May or June. But I do have, um, in my planner, it it says, like, to contact or something. Like, there are different, like, groceries con to contact, to like to buy. Mm -hmm. But anyways, in my contact, I'm like, who have I not hung out with recently that I really like and I, mm -hmm. I need to contact this month? So I'll, I'll write, like, several names down. And then I try and be intentional with those women. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess it is. it does come down to a list sometimes. But yeah. I would say, really, the only person that I regularly meet with is my cousin and my sister. I mean, I see them once a week on the same day. But mm -hmm. it does get hard because we all are just, our schedules are all over the place. So I was thinking how to build future friends for women that are struggling and feeling lonely and wanting to build their friendships. Like I said, I, I challenge you that if you are in a season of where you're you are feeling lonely or that you don't have a lot of friends, reach out to someone this week or next week. If you're at the playground or at the library, um, I'm trying to think of where else we go. Just anywhere that you might 
you might be with your kids. Because I really think that exchanging information with someone, like I think it could be really rewarding for you mm-hmm. to step out of your comfort zone. But um, that said, as you're dating, these future <laughs> friends may be trying to be more intentional to make them like a solid relationship that you regularly see. I was thinking, is it important that you have similar values? I feel like that's something that I kind of look for mm-hmm. in a future friend. And ask yourself also, do I have time to invest in this friendship? Because when, when it is in that like budding flower state, it, mm-hmm. you're going to have to invest more and be more intentional or diligent about reaching out, mm-hmm. I guess, if that makes sense. As opposed to friends that have known me for years. It, right. Yeah. Right. So. And there's there are friends that I we can't always physically be in the same place, mm-hmm. but we I have one friend in particular who isn't big on social media, which at first I was like, well, how am I ever gonna know what's going on with you? We're not gonna mm-hmm. be great friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. because you know that's the way it is. I don't yeah. see your face all the time, so I lose touch with you. But she loves email and is really you know she works. She's really good with email managing okay. it all the time. So I found that what works for us best is email exchanges. We might get together once a year, twice a year in person, but that works really well for us. And I feel like genuinely connected to her. Um, other people, maybe text, mm-hmm. you know, text messages, um, group texts are fun. If mm-hmm. you have a couple girlfriends who are, know each other, um, or yeah, there's like lots of different ways. What is it, Voxer? Voxer. Oh, you I'll know. have to include that. I'm, I'm typing that out. I have to put that in the show notes. I don't use that because I don't have a lot of friends of the same group. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that that's really fun. Well, I guess you could yeah. have just one friend on there that you use Voxer for. Yeah. Basically, Voxer, do you want to explain what it is? I feel like you might be able to give a better I don't know. <laughs> I don't use it either. Okay, I think it's like voice texts. Like, mm-hmm. it's like voicemails that you can, yeah, but they're in that little app. So mm-hmm. they're not on your phone voicemails, but you can mm-hmm. kind of use it like, like a Motorola, those Motorola phones, you know, yeah. where it used like in the 90s where it would mm-hmm. click or it would beep and then you could yeah. like a walkie-talkie. But they leave you a voicemail and you can check it in any time. And usually they're organized within groups. You join a group on Voxer. Mm-hmm. You could do it with just one person, but you can do it with many people and people would leave multiple messages and from what I understand, you can throw out questions and people respond to it or just whatever's going on. So, I, yeah, I've heard that's a great way. Wow. Actually, I just Googled it. I'm pretty impressed with myself. It does say it's like a walkie-talkie. There you <laughs> so go. it says there you go. it's known for its free Voxer walkie-talkie app for smartphones, text, photo, and location sharing. Awesome. But the fact that I said walkie-talkie, <laughs> I, I really just was guessing at that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's a great way that you could stay in, con- in contact with people, especially that live mm-hmm. out of state, that maybe you do have these friends from college that you just want to check in with every so mm-hmm. often. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I didn't have an exact thesis for this episode of here's how to be minimalist in your friendship because I just really do think it looks so different for every season of life. And I think it's okay to mourn friendships that you're past that season with. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. okay to be sad, but hey, maybe if you're really sad about that, go back and try and be more intentional with that relationship if it's faded out. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just, I challenge you to pursue a friendship this week that maybe has gone unattended to. There you go. So, well, I don't know. Do we have any comments from, well, do you have any more comments to say about minimalist friendship? 
what you think it is. You're good? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do have one comment this week from our homeschool house on our Instagram account, our new Instagram account, which I need to get better about updating. But um, she just says, I love your podcast, mamas. So we just appreciate any um, anyone reaching out to us. is just always really special and sweet. So um, we invite you to keep the conversation going by visiting our website, minimalistmomspodcast.com. And there you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram account, and where you can find Megan and I all around the web. Thanks, guys, for joining up on this journey. And we wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.